Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. That's right. We're back after a week off, more like more like two or three weeks for us. But anyway, this week we read Shadows of Self chapters 13 and 14. For some reason, I'm on 12. and I don't believe that's right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did you forget the numbers? Well, I'm, that I'm, log? I'm sitting here looking at my, my Kindle book, and I'm like, that says 12, and I don't think that's right. So hold on, let me confirm. Yes, chapters 13 and 14, wherein Wayne does some magic in a bar. He meets Melon. Marisai gets to meet Melon. There's a weird conversation there. Wax goes out into the night and talks to some uh, some clergy of the Pathian persuasion. And then... Marisai and Melon go on an adventure to the police station. I am Data, and with me is... Jack? It's Joe. That's right, we don't have a Jamie this week. Sorry, everyone. No, it's a boys' show, so turn it off right now. Or prepare to be appalled. <laughs> Horribly disappointed, yeah. You know, yeah. You know how it goes. <clears throat> also, I'm sick, so sorry about that. Yeah, aren't we all? Not Dak, but everyone else, apparently. <laughs> no, no, me, me and Jamie are fine. It's the little one who's. Yep. It's. Uh, it's it's a fun 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 time. Anyway, hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Riddle me this now and riddle me that. Does anyone really know the mind of the bat? Wherever you're going, whatever you do, a man in the dark keeping watch over you. So poison the ivy with your crocodile tears We're climbing the vines to the heart of your fears Can you tell me has something changed? The rewards are zero cause I ain't no hero Do you know it when you go strange? Is your taunting true? Am I as crazy as you? Check my head, I guess the joke's on me So yeah Two more chapters this time. I feel like not super action-y chapters, but what did you guys think of these two chapters? The first chapter with, like, Wayne and Milan in the bar, that was really cool. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, it, was like, it was Wayne, like, roofing the whole bar or something. I don't know. That was kind of... That that that, that whole thing was... I'm not entirely certain what's going on, but I'm enjoying just watching it play out. And then the conversations with Milan, like, they were all really cool. Second chapter, yeah, it was okay. It's kind of just a, all right, let's get a few other things out of the way so we can get into the action. Like the conversation at the carriage place was was kind of fun. But other than that, like most of that just sort of washed over and say, yeah, it's OK. Wasn't the wasn't my most enjoyed part of the book. Mm, yeah, yeah. I forgot about running into a set at his carriage business. Uh, the good yeah. old sets. Also, I think what Wayne did was just make a bunch of mixed drinks. I don't think he was roofing anybody. <laughs> OK. Yeah, it's really sad, like, he was just working his magic and making people a lot happier and stuff. I'm like, this seems awkward. It would be funny if he's like, yeah, I slipped everybody some LSD and everything was great. (laughs) I want to get the whole city stoned. (laughs) I think it's like, you could totally see Wayne doing that, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he says. He says he wants to get everybody drunk in the whole city. Yeah. I'm going to get people high. I'm going to get them the highest they've been in their life. Yeah. They're going to sing that Creed song. They're like, can you get me higher? He's going to be like, yeah. The chapter. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Melon's fun. I like her. She's uh, she's fun to uh, get to hear from and, and listen to. 
Uh, she mentioned Tenson in passing again, as if they know him, which is <laughs> still confusing. It's like, yeah, they may know of him, but it's she brings him up so conversationally, like they're B, they're BFFs for life. So that was a little weird. But yeah, uh, Wayne. You know, normally I like what Wayne's doing, but it was just kind of weird. He's just walking around fixing everybody drinks. I was kind of like, eh, who cares about this? And so I was meh about that. And then we get to the police station and then you just kind of get depressed because you're like, oh, man, this uh, that's no good. And then they're beating up on on priests or missionaries or whatever. And and there's just a real these two chapters. There's just a real sense of hopelessness. Like, how are we going to figure this out? What are we going to do? This person's like impossible to catch. How are we going to catch them? And then we got this tool that we can't use unless like we want to kill the person if they're not. <laughs> Right. They're not a yeah, uh, the Condra, uh, and I was getting there. You shut up. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, it's just it's bummer. It's bummer. So this it was all right. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> yeah, now I see that perspective. There's this is this is one of those like everything's darkest before it starts getting any better. Everything's going downhill. They can't catch the bad guy. What are they gonna do? Okay, I guess let's get into these chapters. So I don't know how long it took you guys to to twig to what was going on at the beginning of this chapter, but Wayne has an extended metaphor where the bar is actually a temple and the people inside are worshippers at the temple. Took me a minute, but yeah, eventually I picked up and was like, oh, yeah, no, this totally makes sense for Wayne's uh, personality. Yeah. I get reminded of uh, one of my favorite lines from Hellboy 2 where – uh, Hellboy's trying to get Abe drunk, and Abe is just like, "Oh no, no, no! My body is a temple." And and um, Hellboy hands him a beer and says, "Now it's an amusement park. Drink up." <laughs> uh, that movie, that's got some good stuff in it. It's a great movie. Uh, that the new Hellboy was not great. No, I was like, "Oh, give me the, give me Hellboy three with Ron Perlman again." And over <laughs> that, I mean, David Harbour was a good Hellboy, but the rest of the movie was pretty terrible. Yeah. I think, honestly, I was going so fast to the section that it took me longer than it should have. Like, Because when he gets there, he asks the guy outside, hey, how's the watery beer today? And the dude's like, don't make trouble in the pub, Wayne. But I think I was going through it so fast that it was probably a couple more pages before I realized, oh, this isn't actually a temple. That's, just, that's the kind of stuff you miss when you run through it super fast. Yeah. Listen to this guy, Dak. He thought it was a temple for real. <laughs> I was like that there's a picture of old Ladrian himself over the altar. So Breeze is... Uh, is his memory is kept alive in the bar. Yep, yep. With the like, he's, he's it looks like the way it's described. It's like uh, he's holding the cup towards the guy painting the picture. He's like, you can stop that for one second and get me a fucking drink. Yep, as if to demand attention. Yep, he's like, hey, hey, wine, come on. If I'm gonna sit here all day, you're gonna give me some damn wine. Yeah. Also, you missed like two things immediately before that. One, Wayne gives the bouncer a dick joke. That's <laughs> true. Like, huh? Okay. I guess I could see Wayne doing that. It never occurred to me that he would, but yeah. <laughs> and the word Cosmia actually comes up in Wayne's yep. thought process. Is that the first time that's this has come up that we've read? Maybe. I don't remember, actually. I feel like, I, well, no, I feel like like Chris probably said something in Secret History about the Cosmere. Uh, okay, yeah. But I don't remember 100%. I guess it makes sense for her, considering she's a planetary traveler, but it's interesting that Wayne knows the word. Yeah, I think it's like just their word for universe. Who knows, Sazed may have left some information behind in uh, the books. I'm going to wonder if uh, Sazed ever gets in strife with these planetary travelers for just doing what he does. Like, 
they were just like, you have no idea what went down with that Alzium and all this other bullshit and traveling planets. How dare you reveal these secrets? And he's just like, uh, hey, I had to save the world. Fuck you. <laughs> I think. But imagine Say's going there. It's like, fuck you, I think. <laughs> I'm more and more interested in like he had no idea before ascending that there used to be like travel on and off of Skadriel. So if there is again now, which seems likely because we've seen Hoyt a couple times, then it's like, what does he think now that he's seeing these guys just pop onto the planet or take off? Yeah. Hey, that's not the wallet inspector. Uh, and I like say, uh, Sazed. Sazed tries to sound drunk. No, wait, it's uh, it's <laughs> Wayne. He tries to sound drunk. He's like, I want some whiskey. And everyone's like, no, you're clearly too drunk for some whiskey. He's like, ah, crap, maybe I put it on a little too thick. The guy gives him a cup of water with lemon instead. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> And so then uh, he's sitting at the bar and there's a couple rough looking guys there and he takes their drinks and mixes them together and puts some of his lemon in there and some sugar. And just before they're going to beat the crap out of him, he finishes mixing and hands them back and they're like, hey, that's pretty good. Also, I like to imagine that he just pulled sugar out of his pocket, like unpacketed, like Hank Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio, yep. <laughs> Sorry, it's not in packets. You want some cream? No. <laughs> he traded someone for some free sugar. He's still calling the Homer stealing from the overturned sugar truck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Once food hits the ground, it becomes the property of the village idiot. Since I don't see him around, start shoveling. (laughs) He keeps calling the bartender a priest, and he hands him some bullet casings, and the guy immediately recognizes them as aluminum. And so Wayne has just paid enough money to buy, like, the whole bar, basically. So the guy lets him do whatever he wants. So he goes around swapping up everybody's drinks. Mixing him with other stuff. And uh, he only got cussed out a couple times. So overall, it went well. When he got here, the place looked like a riot was about to start. But by the time he's done, everybody's happy. And then he finds a pretty lady and mixes up something for her and throws in a pouch of blue powder that he got at the party. He traded for some sand. And apparently it's like a a coloring agent that you use to mix this one kind of drink because it makes this swirly pattern and then changes colors. And he sees her change color. He's like, maybe I'm imagining that. That was super weird. Nobody else seems to have noticed, though. And then she does it again. He's like, ah, crap, you're that immortal. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Back it up. Beep, beep, beep. There's a point there where he says uh, he's taken, but he needs to practice flirting or Renette was going to start ignoring him. Does he genuinely think he's in a relationship? I think he does, yes. With Renette? Yeah. I wonder what Renette would have to say about this. I would like to see what Renette has to say about this. I mean, I think that's Wayne's deal, man. He makes he makes decisions about his life, and he just acts on them as if they were true and believes that they are true. It's like, okay, that's the decision I've made, so it must be true. I know, but like we saw in the last book, he was uh, he gave Wax some crap for uh, like you know making a deal with Wax when Wax wasn't there. But Wax let it slide. I don't think Renette would let it slide, especially not something like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really kind of puts his interactions with her into a new light where it's like it was always kind of creepy, like he had a crush on her or something and wouldn't leave her alone. And now it's like, oh, no, he's just full on crazy and won't leave her alone. And that's kind of worse. Yeah. It's like I like Wayne. There are a couple of things about his personality. It's like might be crossing a line there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Melon congratulates him like, hey, I thought the riot was about to start, but you've really did some good work here. And Wayne's like, it's just one pub out of hundreds. If a riot is brewing, I can't stop it with some girly drinks. What I need is to get the whole city drunk. She's like, or, or you know, advocate for workers' rights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that too. 
But if I could get everybody drunk, think how much happier they'd be. <laughs> this city deserves a better class of drink, and I'm going <laughs> to give it to him. <laughs> and she asked for another drink, and he's like, no, hold on. You're some kind of demigod. Shouldn't you be moralizing at me? Lo and behold, bring an offering to your deity in the form of one blue sunset extra gin, and ye shall be blessed. He's like, man, maybe I am religious after all. Renes, you've been replaced. <laughs> Imagine him going to break up with Renette because he met someone new and her being like, <laughs> what? Renette's, I, I feel like Renette would just like listen to it all, like just staring dumbfounded and then just go. So what you're saying is you're going to leave me alone now. And when we go, yeah. And Renette would say, oh, thank God. Get out. Say up. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. Renette would just cut straight. Let me do my work. Go, so, all right, cool. Oh, cool. We're done here. See ya. Peace out. Her, her, her willingness to shoot him when he shows up at her house makes way more sense when it's like, oh, he's a stalker who thinks that they have a relationship. Okay. No. Yeah. You should shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And so we cut to the – they're still in the bar, but Wax and Melon are now seated with them. No, I'm sorry. Wax and Marisai. Melon is already there. And Melon and Wayne are having a belching – Wax says he's not sure it's a contest. It just seems like uh, two virtuosos trying to impress each other with uh, how they how well they play. And then Melon downs a beer and makes a mouth appear in her palm and belch. And Wayne's like, oh, that's cheating. <laughs> And he's like, she's like, don't tell me you wouldn't belch out of other parts of your body if you could. And he's like, well, I can make some real interesting sounds with. And that's when we stop that conversation. Thank goodness. It's like, I was going to say knee. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what he was going to say. This is not a productive area of discussion. <laughs> okay. Fair. And Melon is like, she doesn't like uh, being, you know, praised. He calls her your grace. And she's like, no, don't don't do that. I'm from one of the later generations. I'm still basically a kid. I'm, I'm no hero. I am but a simple blob monster impersonating a woman, making mouths appear wherever the hell I want them. You know, <laughs> just, a, just a regular blob monster. And Wax is like, okay. Um, and she's over 600 years old. And Malon's like, well, so is dirt. But look, it doesn't mean anything. If you if you want somebody to fawn over, I'll send Vendel or one of the really ancient ones. I feel like that's one that we met from the second generation last time. Is it? I don't remember Maybe. that name. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Maybe I'm wrong. Vendel. I know there was Varsel. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh, yeah, that probably is, because apparently Vendel is a uh, sixth-generation contract. So. Okay. So still older than her, but not uh, not that old. Comparatively to, like, ten soon. <laughs> yeah. And this is, she confirms, the woman who brought him his earring all those years ago. And she's like, oh, I was wearing the same body, but I'm impressed you remember. And it turns out this is one of those true bodies that's made out of crystal, green crystal. Which is interesting, because like, I didn't think that if they had a true body, they could make it appear humanoid. But then mm. thinking about it, that was just because they were using them in the homeland. They didn't have to be around people. Like, yeah. they didn't have to be around humans yeah. anyway, so. And she's had some back time in to that practice, society, so. And back in that society, it wasn't cool to look like a human. Yeah. They mostly look humanoid, like, with two arms and legs, because they were very down on Tensoon for doing something other than that. But they, there's some one dude with, like, a, a, yeah. a an arm in his face. Yeah, there was there was a couple guys with extra arms. I don't know about in the face. I think that's just that was our our assault on Jimmy. That's what is. Oh, okay, yeah, it was yeah, it was definitely someone who like had arms where they shouldn't be, and we made a jerk out of it. And uh, she makes an interesting point. She's like, you know, I was young, young enough that I never really had to serve the Lord Ruler, so I've only ever seen har served Harmony, and he seems like a nice dude. And Wax is like, he seems like a nice guy. Okay, weird way to refer to God, but whatever. And Wax wants to know how to kill her. And Milan is like, no, 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 no. We don't have to kill her. She's not thinking straight. He's like, yeah, but she's murdering people while not thinking straight. People in my town. 
And like when they're going over various ways uh, to take her, make her immobile, it's like you should, if you can disable her and like break a bunch of her bones, then you can just reach in and pull them out, pull pieces out one at a time until you find it. And I was like, well, that's super disgusting. Jeez. <laughs> Apparently she served the Lord Ruler himself. She was like his personal hit chondra. Or not well then. But... Fancy. So she's real good at this. Is that why she doesn't have the second capital letter in her name? Maybe. He's like, nah, your name's too hard to say that way. <laughs> I'm going to call you Bob. I, d- I don't know how to spell. <laughs> I grew up writing snow bison. We didn't have pens. You know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> like, Wayne, why are you why do you not look concerned? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to get everyone in town drunk. And Wax is just like, <laughs> all right, then. Not going into that any further. Moving on. And she asks, what, Wax, haven't you read the Historica? To tell, like, you know, some of the stuff that Conjure can do. And he's like, yeah, but the Conjure sections are always kind of boring. And she's like, I feel like I should be offended by this. <laughs> like, I'm in there, probably. And so she presents this drug that they've got in some needles that will make a Conjure revert back to, well, not revert all the way back, but, like, start drooping and goopy a little bit if you stick it in them. The problem being, if you do it in someone who's not a Conjure, they will die. So it's a problem. <laughs> We're working on that part, she says. <laughs> a candra scientist is just hanging out in the lab and just like all right bring in the next human <laughs> yeah how did the testing for that go <laughs> volunteers needed scientific experiment chance of death possible uh 12 boxings a day <laughs> and probably just yeah people from the slums would sign up for it and in the meantime wax and wayne have been building beer mat coaster like house of cards things and Wayne is on the sixth story, which is better than I've ever done with a house of cards, I will say. <laughs> I like we get into he's Wayne tells Wax he could be single minded. And Wayne Wax is like, yeah, for the from the guy who once collected 80 different kinds of beer bottles. And he's like, yeah, I did that mostly to annoy you. Wait, what? I started hating all those rusting bottles. But each morning you'd curse when tripping over a new box of them. And it was just so melodious. Maylon's like, you guys are not like what I thought you'd be like. And Mary's like, oh, my God, tell me about it. <laughs> And here's where we get Wayne's nickname. The only time it's mentioned, as far as I know, he's called Kid Wayne. Kid Wayne. Kid and Wayne. Dylan Shot. Which is a totally believable Old West styled nickname. It's just so uncreative that I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's like, uh, but I mean, I guess it probably stems from the fact that he's been with Wayne or Wax as his like sidekick since he was a kid. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Kid Wayne. Boy Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> what, has... what was Captain Sunshine's sidekick's name? Wonder Boy? Uh, instead um, of Boy Wonder? I think it was Wonder Boy. Captain Sunshine. Who the hell's Captain Sunshine? Uh, Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. Oh, right. Wonder his, Boy. His, his, his Wonder Boy, yep, you're absolutely right. Look at you. Wonder Boys 1 through 5. So Wayne uh, Wax Notes has been cheating with his uh, house of cards. He used gum to stick the bottom two levels together. But, of course, gum is apparently a very new invention, so no one even would know to look for that except Wax spots it. But that's because Wayne always cheats, Wax says. It's like the game is to see if I can spot what he did. But Palm is an old-style Chondra, one of those kind of that we talked about with Tensoon or Orsor in the in the early books – where it's just like they kind of don't know who to be when they don't have a person to impersonate, which was part of Tensoon's like core problem with the dog, was he did not have a personality to try to take on. 
And Malon says that she always kept to herself. She was always in character until and Wayne's like, yeah, murder's rampage. It's always the quiet ones. Well, and the psychopathic ones, that too. Which, okay, that's fair. Yeah. The interesting thing I got here was like the way she was describing all this and like how loyal he was to the Lord Ruler. I'm just like, okay, so as soon as Caesar sends or as soon as Lord Ruler dies, that's when she's furious and like, you know, that's that's her world come crumbling down. But then it mentions she was loyal to Harmony for a while. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. Once the Lord Ruler was gone, she became loyal to Harmony, fanatically loyal to Harmony. Which Fanatic. one, interesting. Mm. Two, what happened in the between time between Rashek dying and Say's descending? Right? This is a good question. Depending on how much she believed in the Lord Ruler, maybe she was with, like, uh, of the opinion of Yeoman that it was all some plot on his part. Maybe she was Yeoman. No. I mean, to be fair, he did create life in the Chandra, so that's a pretty good claim to being a god of some sort. Yeah. And she's like, well, he literally created my, my race, so maybe I should uh, have some faith there. Yeah, by that logic, any parent who has a child is their child's god. Yeah, that parents yeah. demand worship from your children. <laughs> demand offerings. Parents having children is something you see all the time. Someone <laughs> creating life from nothing, basically. That's not as much. Although I guess they didn't, <laughs> he didn't create life from nothing with the conjurer. He changed all the ferrochemists into blob monsters and then gave them sentience again. So man, that's not yeah, as Rashek, impressive. Rashek didn't create a damn thing. He just took everything that was there and modified it and kept modifying yeah. it. That's a good point. And Malon is really not helpful in the helping Wax figure out, like, Bleeder's motivations and stuff. He's like, does anyone else know her better than you? Like, come on. And she's like, I don't know, maybe one of the older ones. I'll see if one of them will come talk to you. And he's a little bit grumpy that Marisai has already told her boss, the police chief, about what's really going on. He's like, I didn't tell her to do that, but whatever. He sends Wayne to watch the governor. Marisai needs to go back to the police station. He's like, okay, but after that, you go watch the governor. We need lots of people there. But an interesting note is, uh, or Melon says, he's, it's like, there's a reason Harmony came to you for this. You and I are also are not the only ones hunting down Palm. Every conjurer in the city is searching for her. The thing is, I don't know that they're going to be a lot of help. Uh, particularly after what Tensoon was forced to do during the remarked duplicity, which I assume was him turning on Zane. I don't understand that phrasing, but okay. Well, because that was like the first time that a conjurer had killed a human, so or attacked a human, I guess. I don't think he actually killed him. Mm. I think Vin killed him. Remarked yeah, duplicity. Yeah, that's the part that's confusing. Yeah, I just don't understand that name. I guess he betrayed Zane, so it was duplicity, and it was like the first time a conjurer had ever broken contact, so it was remarkable. The duplicity? Hmm. That's just my guess. I have no idea. Okay. She's like, also, we're inconsistent. And he's like, but you're God's servants. She's like, yeah, but we're really old, like centuries upon centuries, and getting older does not tend to make you more normal. What Paul Alm is doing baffles us. It goes against everything we've believed and lived. I don't think we'll be able to find her. But you can. And he says, because I think like a killer. And she's like, well, I didn't. It's fine. I am what I am. Let's do this thing. And yeah, I guess it was she mentioned. No, you go. I was just saying duplicity. I just looked it up. Does mean betrayal. So I guess that makes sense. Yep. He was duplicitous. I know she mentioned 10 soon somewhere else in this chapter. I just can't, And we skipped over it. I just can't remember where it was. Oh, no, here we go. They were talking about Palm. And she said uh, she was. Oh, yeah, he's uh, the only other one, like, as good at her as her at changing. At impersonation, yeah. yeah. And I remember when I first read when I first read that, like, because, you know, read this, read this chapter a couple weeks ago uh, now. I remember when I got there, I think that would have been a much better place for the first mention of Tensoon rather than that one that bothered me in the last section. Mm, yeah, I can see that. 
because that is like he, he's very unique in that sense is that he's the only one yeah and then like it could be more mysterious kind of like a, oh are they hinting that he's still alive there because it, it doesn't say that like it says Tensoon is so it's like maybe he is alive but it, it's it's not outrider oh don't tell Tensoon haha <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge <sighs> Uh, we start out the next chapter with an old roughs phrase. If you want to know a man, dig in his fire pit. It will tell you a lot about a guy, what they're willing to throw away or what they're willing to burn in order to stay warm. I like that. Crumpled porno and Ayn Rand. <laughs> and then we find out about riot parlors. He kind of men- mentioned something like we've had him maybe mention before now, but uh, you go there and you ch- pay the money and you choose the emotion you want rioted. Sounds like in my mind, rioters would have been like or, or soothers would have been like, you know, psychiatrists or something. But it really sounds like a drug den. Yeah. I don't know. It might be addictive. Who knows? But he finds probably a sm- just mentally addictive. Probably just mentally oh, right. addictive. Yeah. yeah. He finds a small Pathian sanctuary. Where some guys are throwing rocks and shouting. And he pulls out his gun and they're all like, oh, shit, run. They take off. So there's a terrorist woman inside, and we find out a little about the Pathian clergy, which we've only got hints about before. So it's it's really not a religion with, like, as we found out, ceremonies or, like, uh, like meetings or whatever. But if someone wants to know about the path, there has to be somebody to explain it. So they have a few of these missionaries, who other people sometimes call priests, who they just set up these places and they hang out there. And they explain to anyone who wants to come in. Pathian sanctuaries have doors open to let in the mists, while survivorist churches observe the mists from behind domes of glass. That does seem kind of telling in some way. Mm. And he's like, look, you should get out of here. A survivorist priest was brutally murdered by someone posing as a Pathian missionary. And the woman's like, oh, no, this is bad. And she's like, but I live here. And he says, go to the village. Because she's a, she's a terrorist person, apparently. So they let her in. He's like, just get everybody who's here, who's around and go to the village. And then he tracks down the guys. And he's like, you leave that missionary alone. She didn't have anything to do with the murder. And they're like, what murder? And it turns out they're mad because two guys came into the pub they were drinking in, wearing Pathian robes, and started cursing out the survivor. And Wax is like, two. That's that's not good. Okay. Something is happening here. And he's thinking, Bleeder has help, maybe from my uncle. I have to look into that later. And then we go to Ashweather Carriage and Coach. He found some paint scraped off on the wall behind the church where the priest was murdered, and it matches exactly to, like, the shield that's on the outside of these coaches. So he's like, dang, Ashweather. And I like his whole monologue about, like, look, I've met a lot of sets. They've, you know, done a lot of stuff. They've been rich. They've been poor. They've been fat. They've been skinny. But they all look like they're trying to estimate how much money they can get out of you, which I 100 percent believe that that is Seth's legacy. Yep. Yep. Damn it, we really hoped Meow Meow would break the trend, but nope. <laughs> and the guy recognizes Wax from the fact that he's an Alamancer and his missed coat. And Wax is interrogating him about how many cabs he's got out. And the guy is almost too eager to help, so he's like, well, clearly something's shady here. And he finds on the list of people who arranged ahead of time for to be picked up the name Shanwen, which is a terrorist name that means secret. And he's like, okay, well, that's, come on, we got to find this guy. Which, who is using that as an alias? Surely the, you, have, you have to know someone would figure that out. Like, why don't you use the terrorist word for, I don't know, tripod or table? <laughs> right, exactly. No, there's nothing suspicious about a tripod or a table. <laughs> it's a mimic. Look out. <laughs> and then a young woman shows up. we got to send more carriages to this one place. There's lots of people on the street, and it'll make the rich folk nervous. And Wax is like, oh, so you have a coin shot. That's an expensive thing to have just to scout around. 
And Seth's like, well, you got to spend money to make money, and I'm busy, so. And Wax asks her, hey, do you see where that uh, that cat this this number of cab is? I assume your boss has you checking on the drivers. You don't hire an Alamancer just for traffic reports. And uh, so he he started to put things together. He thinks at least one Alamancer on staff. Okay. And she says, no, 16's not on the streets, but that's because Chapu is at a soothing parlor over on Deccan Street. And Seth's like, what the? F- He's on the clock. <laughs> What about the rider you have on staff? Are they there too? And the alamancer's like, no, no, he's, oh shit. So apparently it's illegal to use emotional alamancy to try to drum up business, which seems fair, but hard to prove. Yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe you got some cops who are seekers and they're just wandering around looking for this kind of thing. They're like, hey, wait a minute. Why are all these people suddenly buying ice cream? It can't <laughs> be because ice cream's delicious. And Seth's immediately like, you don't have proof. I'll speak with my attorney. I will. And Wax is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Take it up with the constable general. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll hear from him. Now I gotta go. Yeah, cool. It's not why I'm here. See ya. <laughs> Don't really care that much. I mean, I care enough that I'm gonna report it. But, and so Marisai and Melon go into the police station, and there is fucking guns everywhere. We're ready if a Colossus warlord decides to invade again. So apparently that's happened. And yeah, fucking what? <laughs> Where's that short story? Right? Yeah, why aren't we reading that book right now? The one where the Coloss Warlord's like, I want all your women! And then he, like, <laughs> comes in, guns blazing. Like, yeah, it's like, if it's just been, we're ready if um, the Coloss decide to invade again, I'm like, well, that could be, like, code for the Siege of Luthadel in Well of no Ascension. Way. I guess. No way. But the fact yeah, that would be reaching a long way back. <laughs> yeah. But they, they specifically say Warlord, I'm like, uh, oh come on, give us that! I want to see like Genghis Khan of the- Genghis Kolos. <laughs> Kolos Khan? I don't know. Me name Genghis Kolos. Me eat babies. <laughs> they live out in the roughs. There are giraffes out in the roughs. Imagine a pack of Kolos warlords riding in on giraffes, going. Rawr! Yep, that's scary. All right. That would be I mean, funny. there could be elephants out there. There could be all sorts of shit out there. Yeah, you you don't know. They could be building elephant armor and shit could be like lord of the rings and shit yeah hey fan artist draw us Kolos riding giraffes into battle <laughs> nah i want Kolos riding brontosauruses that's way better yes okay uh but uh Malon comments on how many women there are here and Malon's like or and marisai's like yeah you know the constable is very egalitarian the ascendant warrior is a model for all women <laughs> i've always found humans to be rather sexist a result of your sexual dimorphism vendel says Thank this you, Vendel ben. guy keeps coming up. Like, right. we have to meet him at some point. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably see him somewhere. He's going to end up killed somehow. Well, now that you said that, probably not. <laughs> I'm on to you. She makes Marisai blush, and she's like, yeah. oh, really? You're blushing about that? Your god is basically uh. a hermaphrodite, you know? <laughs> and Marisai's like, uh, by the way, not my god. I'm a survivorist. And Milan's like, yeah, that makes sense. Worship the guy who died rather than the one who saved the world. Maris is like, what? No, the survivor transcended death, survived being killed and adopted the mantle of the ascendant during the time between preservation's mm. death and Vin's ascension. So that's a bomb. Yeah. Well, we knew that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew it. But at the same time, like, I feel like Maris is dumb because it's like, yeah, but you're literally speaking to somebody that works for Harmony and they're a faceless immortal, like clearly that is the better god in this situation hmm. like if if somebody can make a faceless immortal would, would aren't aren't they better i don't know I, the survivors like you never see him you, you don't know he doesn't have any 
godlike powers. At least not yeah. yet. He did for a little while there, kind of. Well, and and she and she mentions that it's like, oh, he survived being killed, and he had like the mantle between preservation and Vin, and like, yeah, had past yep. tense. Yep. Harmony has it now, present tense. But the really funny thing is, when this book came out, Secret History was not out yet. So when Wait, she well, really when she says that, I'm like, did they make up some really crazy bullshit to like make Kelsey or God in their religion? Because that's ridiculous. And then Malon's like, no, Harmony wrote it in the words or. Marisai says Harmony wrote it in the words founding himself. And Mehlon's like, huh, I really ought to read the, that thing one of these days. Fucking says to the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Even though she said that, I, do, I still didn't believe it. I'm like, no, that's some bullshit. That's some shit you guys made up. And you've probably edited the words of founding since they were first written to make Kelsier out to be something bigger than he was. I get it. But no, not really. I mean, maybe a little bit. But the, the basics of what she said are correct. And so she goes to the person who the constable general has assigned to work on this dam break for her. And that person is pissed off. I'm wasting all my damn time digging up this bullshit information. It's nothing interesting there. It's a waste of time. Dead end. And so this this person is one of Reddy's good friends. So really doesn't like Marisai either. But fortunately, she still does her job despite not liking Marisai. So that, that's good. And Maitlon orders uh, offers to scare some of the citizens cynicism out of these people by showing them that Marisai's got some friends. Some magical friends. And Marisai's like, no, please don't, don't do that. Yes, I will intimidate these people with my gun boobs. <laughs> and she also... Could, could she do the fembots thing from Austin Powers, like the gun barrels come out of the boobs Ooh, and just start firing? I bet she could if she really wanted to. Yeah, if she wanted to. She'd have to take off the dress, though. And she <laughs> explains that the reason these people see her this way is she basically skipped a bunch of levels that everyone else has to go through, and so they're kind of bitter about it. And also, there's her friendship with Wax, and nobody kind of likes Wax here very much. So. And Maitland's like, yeah, Spook was always talking about that kind of shit, the bloodline shouldn't matter, and yada yada, whatever. Stop randomly mentioning people. <laughs> I get the impression it. that she doesn't get to, like, talk about Conjure stuff with non-Conjures very often, so this is probably, <laughs> like, a treat for her. She can bring up all this shit that, like, the other Conjure already know. Like, yes, it's been 300 years, you've heard all your damn stories. But, uh, hey, this is someone new. And so they find that the guy who was convicted and executed for breaking the dam said that he wanted to flood his neighbor's harvest, but accidentally put too much dynamite in there and then caused the whole dam to collapse. God, it's that whale thing all over again. There was a thing years, years and years ago in Australia where like a whale carcass washed up on shore and they put gelignite in it to, um, to uh, blow yep. the carcass up. I was about that. But they put too much in and the town got showered with whale carcass and stank yep. for weeks. Nasty. Yep. What a good plan. Yep. <laughs> Apparently at the trial, the guy forgot the names of his children. And Marisai's like, that really seems like good evidence that that was not really him. And Malon's like, well, yeah, and no, because the old guard is really good at impersonating people and doing research. So this other thing is way better proof. It turns out that uh, the body was buried and then vanished a few couple nights later. They suspect that it was desecrated by people who lost family. And... Marisai's like, damn, she let them, like, actually bury her? And Malon's like, oh, yeah, she's thorough. She's dedicated to her craft, that palm. Then why forget the names of the children? No idea. And then it's like, come on, we got to tell Aradel. And that is the end of our chapters. Really building up to, like, it's actually not, not like that was completely unrelated to Bleeder at all. That was just actually, oh, now we've got zombies, too. Say's fucked up. <laughs> Dude, if yeah, zombies just showed up, zombies. that would be a problem, all right. Yep. 
I mean, we kind of had zombies in Elantris. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay, so what do you guys think? Well, let's do some predicaments. What's coming next? I'm not really sure at this stage. I like the idea that um, they brought up this Vendel guy a, a couple of times now, so I feel like, yeah, he's going to come into it. Maybe he's secretly... I don't know how we would hide it from Harmony, but like maybe he's secretly on Palm's side and he's the mm. second person we keep seeing all the time. That would that would be kind of cool. Now that now I know I said originally it's like oh maybe they're working with Mister Suit, but now that the characters are starting to hammer that in as well, I'm thinking maybe they're not. And like Mister mm. Suit is actually just secretly he's capitalizing off all this, but he actually has no idea what the hell's going on. He's like, all right, this is happening. Let's uh, just get our ducks in a row. And he <laughs> and like. Maybe the set are desperately trying to find out what's going on as well, because it's like, now this is working for us at the moment, but it could fuck up our plans soon, so we really need to try and get a handle on this. That does sound like his style. Yeah. If he wasn't maybe, already maybe, involved, he'd be trying to figure out who was and taking advantage. Yeah, maybe like maybe there'll, there will be a deal between him and Bleeder later, but like, I, the set's going to have a hand in something going on in this book, but the way the last book wrapped up, it's kind of like, you like they're gonna be so busy paying attention to bleeder they're not gonna notice what the set's actually up to so mm. like that, maybe that'll happen again yeah i don't ha- i don't have too much but my main thing is focusing on this vendel and i feel like maybe ten soon is gonna play a similar similar role in this book that marsh played in the last one it's like in the epilogue or like in the climax something like that they're gonna be strapped and then ten soon is gonna drop in it's like always cleaning up this shit <laughs> okay i can get behind that yeah, it's, but like you, that no one will no one will realize it's him. It's like uh, I don't know. They'll have uh, someone cornered. All of a sudden, this fucking huge dog comes flying out of the darkness, <laughs> takes down, and it's like, man, that was a huge dog. And Milan's like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. They, I like, I, I would like them to get to the end of the book and never actually figure out. It's like, man, wasn't it weird that when that giant dog came in, Wax says, and Wayne's like, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> and then they look kind of like that statue we have of that dog downtown. <laughs> Maybe Milan or or Harmony just gone. It's like, yeah, he's really good. And it's like, you know him. I'm just like, oh yeah, that was Ted soon. What? I didn't get his autograph. Damn it. <laughs> he didn't even yeah. do the Scooby Doo noise. Wayne is very disappointed. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. I like I like where some of these things are going. They make a lot of sense with what we're seeing so far. So I'm behind you. Yep. I'm just sticking with my other theories about who the bleeder thing is. And so I'm assuming that there's going to be a want of confrontation between her and Wax. Like she's going to want the confrontation, so she'll find him. Mm. Um, and so... I think it's going to be one of those things where he doesn't, you know, he's not going to have to keep looking like she may be a couple of steps ahead of him still, but he's, she's going to come to him because she wants to, to have, he's on, he's on the schedule somewhere. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So she could could talk to him so she could lose. Yeah, I guess that's true. So maybe, maybe there'll be like a Marisai kidnapping. I still, I'm still working the angle with the governor's wife is going to get possessed and then, Okay. The governor may be possessed as well. So, and by possessed, I mean killed and then bones taken. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I recall, Jamie was on board with the Condra uh, governor thing, also. So. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that, and so maybe we'll see her luring wax in, and and we'll see that. Okay. Cool. Not uh, not too much new today, but it all makes uh, it, it all flows well. I think you guys are 
making some good predicaments. Uh, let's move into – we have a lot of emails this week, so I'm probably going to do three this week and three next week, uh, even though we're, it's kind of a short episode without Jamie, but uh, I think that's fine. The first one is from Peter. Hi, team. I emailed previously about your thoughts on potential shards involved in Elantris, and you were very close with your thoughts. I'm thoroughly enjoying your dive into Era 2, and I've just listened to the episode where Hoyd makes an appearance as coach driver. <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, but apart from some passing comments, no one pursued the idea. So I guess the idea that maybe he's up to something. I mean, That's he's never really been up to something the times we've seen him, not that we find out. No, I think well, I think he's perpetually up to something, but well, it's a okay, case yeah. of because because now that we are aware that he's omnipresent throughout the Cosmere, we're kind of just like, mm. uh, man, it's going to take forever to see what he's up to pay off. Mm. It's like you have to yeah, imagine he's going to show up in Warbreaker and Stormlight and these new books that are coming out as well. So it's kind of like a man, we just we need to wait and try and piece together. We need more of the puzzle pieces around him. Uh, and usually whatever he is up to is not like really plot involved like it doesn't mm -hmm. involve the plot of the story the only the only somewhat difference or somewhat time that it was was secret history which is its own side thing anyway so right yeah so who knows i think if, if i remember right one of the covers of the four secret books that he wrote has hoyt on it so or maybe that was maybe that was just the cover for the Kickstarter. No, I'm not even sure because I've been avoiding information on those so that I will be totally surprised when they come out. So he, there was a picture of him involved in the Kickstarter somehow. I think I remember because I think we talked about it. It was like the we set, we looked at the Kickstarter and like we're just like, mm. is that Hoyt on the banner? And, and you yep. were just gone. You said like you thought so. That was the running theory online, but no one had confirmed it. It has since I guess been confirmed. Okay. Uh, loving the podcast as always from Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, man. The second email is from Aaron, who says, Hey, Sanderlance team, last week I was asked to write in about the appropriateness of the term Kiwi, though I guess several recordings may have passed between then and now, so last week is a bit relative. Personally, I've never seen any New Zealanders get offended by being called a Kiwi, and I'm, pretty, and I'm sure plenty of New Zealanders refer to themselves as Kiwis, too, so you guys are probably in the clear. As a note, though, I'm technically an Aussie who moved to New Zealand, though my mom's side are Kiwis, so take that for what it's worth. Cheers. Thank you for clearing that up. That's been bothering me. Yep, I appreciate it. Uh, okay, this next email is all spoilers. Even though the person says the first part is just for me, they then go on to spoil some other stuff. So we're going to skip that one uh, for a while <laughs> until the end of this book. Are you going to inform the person? Wow, way to go. <laughs> okay, this says, the next one is from Bomo. Hi, Sanderland True. Bomo here, pronounced like FOMO. Discovered you a couple months ago and have binged through almost everything, but I couldn't wait now after episode two of Shadows of Self to send this email any longer. One. Whoa, 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 whoa. Discovered us a couple of months ago and binged everything. H how do you people have the time? <laughs> we have hours upon hours of podcasts. Like, how? How do you do this? I'm baffled. I assume it's people I who listen while all... at work for like eight hours a day. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I was about to say. I hear that all the time from people with podcasts that like they're, they're, they can just listen to stuff at work. It's like literally they're just listening all day oh while they're working. So you, you you take that into account. It's like even if each episode is two hours, if you have an eight-hour day, that's four episodes a day. Like you can get through it pretty quick. I guess, yeah. And I need to preface, like I'm not ungrateful for this. I am just like... No, Dax appalled. He doesn't like you guys listening so much. He freaks him out. He's scared. Don't you put words in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so point one in their email. I'm very upset you read Secret History before Bands of Mourning. 
But I guess for this specific podcast, maybe it's forgivable. We'll see. We'll see what everyone thinks after we finish Bands of Mourning. That's the next book, yeah. Yep. Because that 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 arrived a couple of days ago, by the by. Good, good, good. Uh, I just got the money from uh, uh, Patreon for this month, and I'm gonna use that to buy you the next several books and get them shipped to you, so you'll be prepared and ahead of the game for once. Woo! Yeah. Not self, me, do not read the blurb on the back of any. No, of these don't books. do that. Nope. Yeah. No nope. blurbs. Uh, number two, glad to see the predicaments have gotten slower. After the first Mistborn trilogy, I thought there would never be a surprise you didn't see coming. I don't know. I thought you guys are still pretty good at a lot of these surprises. Yeah, I feel like maybe Brandon has been better at, and and of course we stumbled into a lot of the big ones. Yeah. But I think Brandon maybe just as he wrote, maybe he got better at making his foreshadowing not as like clear. I don't know. There's, well, there's also that, but also. Like Elantris and the Era Two books, they're also shorter than yeah, that's true. the original trilogy, so we've got less time to dwell on everything and like formulate our ideas. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's probably a, a big factor as well. Mm, I agree. Elantris was still pretty lengthy. Hold on, let me go back to it. It's it's long, but I I I want to say it's still shorter than the first book of. It's Era about one. the same length as the first book. There were eighteen episodes in the Final Empire. There were seventeen episodes in. Elantris, but it, we were halfway. 17. We were halfway through the Final Empire before I started like organizing it better, where we were doing more than two ep- uh, chapters an episode if there were short, short, shorter chapters. So uh, that might not be a good yardstick. Okay. Uh, I feel like there was less episodes of Elantris. I thought it was like 14. No, it was 17. Hmm. Originally, I'd scheduled it to be like 18 or 19, and then before we got to the end, I kind of shrunk it a little bit, but it did come out to 17. Yeah. Uh, point three. Now having basically caught up, I need to ask if we can revisit two episodes a week. I can't imagine you getting through Stormlight on one episode a week anyway. It's <coughs> at least a year per book, and we know you found times to record across time zones because you've done three in a week in the past in order to take vacations. I think. Oh Brand- man, that, that that weekend was rough though. Yeah, yeah that was man. a tough one. I also think that with Brandon's Kickstarter, he's officially writes faster than you read. So you'll never catch up. I'm not sure that that's true, but basically there is no way we could do regularly more than one episode a week. It is no, it's, like uh, through a lot of work and so, like, OK, we knew like two months ahead of time we were going to skip two weeks. And in that two months, we found one week to record an extra episode. Yeah, like we, we were trying to see if we could formulate it so that we could record an extra episode somewhere so that you guys didn't have to miss a week at all. And it just it wasn't possible. And not that I'm crying or complaining about doing the show we like to do it that's why we continue to do it but yeah there is a lot of there is a lot of personal sacrifice that goes along with with recording once a week at least i know there is for me so uh he gives up his saturday nights for you people uh, yeah and you know i i have a wife who likes to spend time with me on the weekends since we both have jobs so that's something that that's that's something that I have to take into account as well when we schedule extra episodes. Yep. So we would love to do more if we could, but this is this is we're we all constantly remind each other, wow, we've we're I can't believe we 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 have been able to stick it out this long and and continue to do the show like pretty much on a weekly basis without money yeah. breaks. So yeah, it's the yeah the fact that we've managed to maintain it as we have for two years has just been it's like lightning in a bottle. I like uh, if da- if Data had asked me to do this a year later than he originally asked us, like we probably would have said, I don't think we can. Yeah. Yep. There's it's a true. baby. Yep. And so that's we 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 love you guys. We want to do the show. 
and I'm I'm thrilled that you want more, but at the same time, like we're I, I promise you, we are doing what we can, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and like in fairness, like it is 100% because like we're on other sides of the world. Like if like like Dad, if you gotten someone else like from from America or Canada to do this with you, you probably could like do oh, the sure. odd ex, extra couple of weeknights here and there, but because like. Yeah, the time zone difference between America and Australia just means it's just not feasible. Any time we've managed to pull out an extra episode in a week, it means that like Jamie and I are basically recording Saturday and Sunday morning, or we've got a holiday on the Friday or the Monday, and we've managed to pull one like mm-hmm. one of those out as well. But like, it does mean that like on those days, like that's effectively half our weekend gone because we're recording from depending on if daylight savings is in or not, nine or ten in the morning for an hour or two. So you know. Like it's a solid chunk of the weekend that we are. It's usually like two to two and a half hours. Let's be honest. It it has spread out as we've gotten more into it and we're sillier than we probably were at start. And so yeah, yeah, we yeah. There's, there's a lot more banter. Yeah, and this honestly, this episode that we're doing right now is probably one of the shortest ones we've done in a long time so far. Just because yeah. just because the chapters were very dialogue heavy, so there wasn't a lot of need to kind of like go over what's happening. Well, we don't have a third person to give their commentary also. So True. that usually yeah. makes it shorter, although there have been a couple of episodes where someone has missed and it's been still really long because we're ridiculous. Um, yeah. But anyway, see, so yeah, I, I just I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. If we could make it happen, we would. Yeah. And if we if we find a way, then, we you know, we, we, we probably will. But at this stage, you know, it is what it is. Uh, number four. I love you guys. Thanks for the great content. I found a way to leave a review on Spotify, and I left a picture below. So they did rate us five star on Spotify, and they're like, "Does that count?" So I don't know. What cool. do you guys think? Does that I'm, count? I'm down sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. They what's, also uh, comment. What's his screen name again? Bomo. They also commented, uh, "Just know that every crew needs a good Mistborn. So if you haven't given that out yet, hint, hint. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not Very how it cute, works. But I, thought, it's not I thought you listened to the show. That's not how it works. <laughs> Man. Yeah, don't try to push Joe into anything. That's how you wind up being an aluminum gnat or something. Yeah, yeah you know what? You're really you're really rioting me with your <laughs> comments. So you're a rioter, my friend. There you go. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, number I'm going to jump you in for real. <laughs> I'll find your address. Jump you in. The Wayne chapter where he vits, visits the university makes me cry every time. It's truly a heartbreaking how, how in this terrible scenario, both sides are right. I've heard others complain that Wayne is harassing the girl, but I don't think that's fair. I think he's doing what needs to be done, and he's doing the best he can for her, too. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I hadn't considered it until you said it. Like, I can see that it is a form of harassment, mm. but... Well, we know he's not above harassing a woman for reasons, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, is it a form of harassment? Yes, but at the same time, she continues to take the money and make him and, you know, like guilt him. So if if she felt like she was being harassed, then she could just say, like, yeah, I don't want that money. Never come and like stay away from me. Never see me again. Right. Yeah. But she does continue to take it. So. And more than that, like, she comes down to see him and take it. Like, she doesn't right. send a friend. She doesn't get, like, the the desk lady to bring it up to her. She specifically comes down to. So, Wayne, like, and I, this, this like, that probably sounds a bit awkward. Uh, but we know Wayne is not going to go up to her room and try right. and drop it off and force and force her to see him. I feel like if she sent someone down, Wayne would probably accept that and just say, take it to her. 
Would he? I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. we don't know because, you know, that's not the way that it's written. But I, yeah, would, I would say, like, based on what we know about Wayne and what happens, it's like, yeah, she she could just refuse to see him. He's he's not he is barging in. But at the same time, he's not barging into her room and demanding that she talk to him or take the money. No. I don't think I, I think, honestly, if if she wanted to, she could come down, take the money from him and not say a word to him. And he would be fine with that. Like that's, you know, that's not really what's happening. So could it be considered harassment? Yes. But I think that would have to be, that would have to be said on the part of the the girl. Like the girl would have to say like, this is harassment. Don't ever come and see me again. I don't want you to mm. see me. Okay. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. Yeah. And the last thing they say is, can I get a link to the discord? So I'm sending that now. Wasn't to the time of next. Oh. Thanks. For Wait, the did you say? Did you, did you say that name, Barbara? Did you say Colo? Instead of Colo, I said, "Yeah, no, you're right." <laughs> oh, Got him. Got him, Dak. We're, we're 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 lucky. I am like sensible, like conscious. I'm able, yeah. yeah, speak this. I'm time. having I, trouble. I'm having trouble too. That one extra episode we did, we did really late, and it was like 10 p.m. for us when I st- when we started. That's right. And yeah. I, I swear I didn't think it was going to be an issue, but listening back through the episode I'm, I, and to edit it, I was like, holy shit, I was tired and I sound crazy. Okay. <laughs> I, I can it, tell how tired I am in that episode and it's it's insane. Yeah, and again, that came down to we had a commitment on a Sunday morning that we couldn't skip. So it's like, right. all right, well, these, like, these two graciously agreed to record much later. So we recorded like one in the afternoon for us. And it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night for them. It's like, yeah. It worked out because, I mean, I didn't get – I was out of town. I didn't get home until that late. But, yeah, it was late. I, I remember thinking, man, this is, is going to be a late one. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're working for you guys. I promise we're doing everything we can. I don't, I don't, I don't know that you want more episodes like that for me after I listen to no. it. I was just like, Jesus, God, I'm – I've lost my fucking mind in this one. I'm lucky I didn't spoil like half the book. <laughs> oh wait, did you did you say stuff? Spoiling? I don't stuff? know. I don't remember that. I don't think so. But I'm he's not going to answer that. Where we could listen to it. Yeah, I know. I know. You'd have to remember which one that was. I doubt you guys do. I remember. Sure, sure. Okay, we also just, have. We, one... we just listen for the one where you say, "Wow, it's, wow, it's late." Like <laughs> it's uh, it's the one before the last one. I don't think I said that. I don't think so I revealed the last... secrets of recording late. It's not the last episode that came out. It's the episode before that is the one we stayed up real late for. I'm pretty sure. I believe you. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) We we have one new misting at the Mistborn level. Or I'm sorry, patron at the Mistborn level. Nice. Look at you. Look at you. Our patron is Michael. Michael. Bro, you're a Gasper. Straight up. I think you've given Gasper to like three people. I like it. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. So, I'm not. I'm sorry. Not complaining. Sorry to be repetitive, but uh, I like Gasper. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to say. It's a cool power. I think being I able agree. to breathe underwater would be really cool. It's a cool power. Okay. Well, for next time, we are reading three chapters: 15, 16, and 17, and we only have four episodes of this book left, guys. So we are wow. marching on. Yep. So remember, if you're reading along, for next time, read those. If you'd like to email us, the address is thesandalanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Discord, and I don't think I posted on Instagram in a while, actually. Uh, I, st- I, I started uploading things to YouTube again, 
because the last episode was like (laughs) – the last episode that was on YouTube I discovered this week was almost to the end of Elantris, not quite. So I was like, oh, it's been it's been since <laughs> November. Audience has been left hanging all these months. Yep, yep. That, that was November <laughs> that I uploaded that. So I finished Elantris. I got in Emperor's Soul. I got in uh, Sixth of Dusk. I tr- I tried to start going on the Alloy of Law, but for some reason the program I use will not do the first file in Alloy of Law, and I don't know why. Hmm. I, ch- I, I tried the second file, and that worked fine. So I'm gonna have to figure out what the problem is with the first one. That's weird. It yeah, was so. too good. The file was too good. <laughs> it might actually be too big. I should look at that and see if maybe that's the problem. But anyway, so yes, you can find us slightly more up to date on YouTube than we were. Still not up to where we should be, but I'm 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 working on it. Yeah. Chillax. Thank Wait, you, did everyone. I, did I miss it? Have you already said what chapters next week or? Yeah, yeah. Three chapters for next week: fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Yeah. I'm Jack. sorry. I'm, I must have spaced. Music <laughs> by fine. Miracle of Sound, and wasing to the time of next. Cold Check my head, I guess the joke's on.